make the bad man stop. All right, everyone. This is Tim. This is New York Giants Straight Talk. I was asked to jump on the mic a little early today. It is early my time on Monday. Um, we had the Daniel Jones news come out yesterday that he was switching agents. He was going to Athletes First from CAA. Um, CAA, of course, the agency that um, that he had since he came into the league and went with the being the sixth overall pick. Um, it's interesting. The, the, the ability to apply the franchise tag occurs on the 21st. And uh, when does it run through? Hold on. I think it runs through. The, the ability to apply on it runs through the 21st, which is Tuesday, of course, of course, and goes through March 7th. So this is the time period that the teams can use and apply the franchise tag to Daniel Jones. It's interesting timing that he's switching agents now. I'm not as as curious about why he's switching agents in some regards in reference to the fact that CAA is a large agency. Athletes First is a large agency. CAA also has more of a clientele base in the entertainment industry, while Athletes First focuses solely on athletes um, and building their brand as well. Their clients, of course, you know, they uh, Athletes First negotiated the contract for Aaron Rodgers. CAA had Josh Allen's contract. So they're both have the ability, you know, CAA has been in business a little bit longer. It probably has a little bit of larger reputation because of the fact that it's also in the entertainment industry. Athletes first has been around since 2001. So it's not like he's going from a, a this humongous agents to a small agency that does not have the negotiating power or the ability to, to, to work with NFL teams and general managers. So there's, you have to take, you have to take that all out of the equation. The thing that concerns people and should concern people is the fact that the timing a, because of the fact that CAA has probably been trying to discuss the Daniel Jones contract since probably before the bye week and probably after they franchise tagged. I mean, excuse me, after they did not pick up the fifth year option, the Giants said this. So they've been probably trying to negotiate with Daniel Jones in, I should rephrase that, they, uh, CAA has probably been trying to negotiate with the Giants on Daniel Jones' behalf for a while now, and maybe they're not getting anywhere. Now, there's two schools of thoughts that, and one I totally dis- discount that, Daniel Jones is getting rid of them because he CAA is not or does not want to or is willing to, you know, to offer or go after what Daniel Jones wants financially. And I don't think that's true at all. I really don't because an agency gets paid off a commission. So they're going to try to get as most money they possibly can, not only for the client, but from themselves, because that's how they stay in business. That's how they get paid. I think it's I think it's option two, which Daniel Jones doesn't feel as if. CAA can get him what he wants financially. Now, there are rumors, and I'm saying these are rumors and speculations that Daniel Jones wants $45 million a year, that that's, that's the number that he is shooting for. Of course, the tag number is 32, but there's speculation that he wants $45 million a year. That's a little crazy. That's out in the stratosphere. I think 20 is crazy for Daniel Jones in year one. I think 20 is crazy for the first two years. I think 32 million is crazy because of the fact that you are going to destroy your cap once you turn around and sign Daniel Jones unless he gets a team-friendly deal or takes a team-friendly deal. And I think that's the issue that we need to look at, and that's the issue that that, that the Giants need to examine. Are they willing to put all their eggs in the Daniel Jones basket? Are they that confident in Daniel Jones that they're saying that that $32 million to $45 million number is acceptable 
for the organization and reference to what they want to do down the road. Because like I said, it's great that the Giants make the play made the playoffs, but everyone wants to talk about six and one. They don't want to talk about three, seven, and one after that six and one start. We don't want nobody wants to talk about that. They all want to talk about the six and one start, not the three, seven, and one finish. So is Daniel Jones the $45 million man? Is Daniel Jones Josh Allen? Is Daniel Jones Patrick Mahomes? Is Daniel Jones Aaron Rodgers? Is he worth $45 million? And the answer is no. I was trying to think yesterday. When when was there a quarterback that switched, a high-profile quarterback that switched agents during the middle of a negotiation or, or, or just at the start of a negotiation? And the only thing I could think off the top of my head was in 2014 when uh, Russell Wilson did it. Uh, when he changed agents, when he was negotiating, of course, with the Seattle Seahawks, and that was back in 2014. He changed it during the middle of the process. Um, I think Lamar Jackson, <clears throat> excuse me, I think Lamar Jackson's kind of on that boat, but right now Lamar Jackson, I believe, is acting as his own agent. But if you're looking at excess of $45 million for Daniel Jones, and if that truly is the starting point, to me, there's no negotiating, no negotiations. What you need to do and what, you know, I mean, you need to let him go. Let him go. Let him go. You, you got to move forward. You, you got you to gotta move on without him if, if this is truly the case. Now, you can apply the franchise tag, and most teams apply the non-exclusive rights franchise tags, which means that the, the player has the ability to go out and also negotiate with another team, but the, the, the rights and, and right of refusal are maintained by the team. So so Daniel Jones can go out and negotiate a contract with the Washington team, and if the Giants refuse to match the deal, then he becomes Washington. But then in turn, Washington sends back two first-round picks. So is there any team out there that really thinks that Daniel Jones is worth two number one picks? I mean, that's the question. I'm saying no, because the people I've talked about, and I've said I've talked about people to some people who are still in the league, have said no, he is not worth two two number one picks. So, I mean, do you, and most teams use the non-exclusive franchise tag because of the fact that they understand that they have a short window to negotiate that contract. And immediately when you sign him to the franchise tag, that's a $32 million cap hold on your $44 million until he signs his agreement, until he signs his new contract. Are the Giants willing to wreck their free agency for Daniel Jones, for for a quarterback who had one average season, and I love it when people talk about him statistically, and they say, "Well, he had he had career he had career uh, he, you know he had career numbers and uh, quarterback percentage, uh, completion percentage, and rushing yards." Okay, well, we don't want to talk about all the other things, but we're not going to get into that because we've talked about that ad nauseum. But are you willing to risk your entire future of your franchise for forty five million dollars on an average quarterback? whose ceiling may have been 2023, excuse me, 2022, and pay him like he's Mahomes, like he's Josh Allen, like he's Aaron Rodgers, like he's one of these other quarter, you know, that he's a top-tier quarterback. The answer for that for the Giants has to be no. You will put your team in such purgatory for years to come in two regards if you swing and miss and you are stuck with this five-year deal that you don't have an out till after year three, and that year three number is probably going to be huge. And then you have taken yourself out of the ability to find a replacement. If you are going to give Daniel Jones $45 million, I'd rather just take that money and give it to Derek Carr. I'd rather just try to take a, you know, take a swing and a miss and maybe trade for Aaron Rodgers. I would like to see then if you're going to do that type of money, go after Lamar Jackson. Because these gentlemen are proven commodities. I think you get Carr at that $32 million rate. 
And still he would be in an Some people will debate this, but he will be an improvement over what we've seen in Daniel Jones over the last four seasons and move on from there and draft a quarterback because Carr can be your bridge. But it just doesn't, I mean, like I said, it's, it's, it's interesting that he is, he is looking to get this payday. And like I said before, I never begrudge a player going out and getting paid. I never begrudge that. But I, because of the fact that NFL careers are so short and a lot of times this is how they're going to, this is how these players are going to make the majority of the money for their money for the rest of their life. But I do get antsy when you have a gentleman that's going to hold the team hostage after one average season and put this team in a situation where they may not be able to go out and deal with Saquon Barkley. They may not be able to go out and deal, you know, for free agency unless they make some moves they don't want to make, like renegotiating the contract for Leonard Williams, renegotiating the contract for Dory Jackson, restructuring the deal for, you know, for, for Kenny G, maybe holding on to Kenny G and restructuring the deal so they can actually get more money. It's things that Joe Shane does not want to do. Joe Shane has already come out on numerous times and says, I do not want to put this team in cap purgatory. But if you are allowing, if you are allowing one player to turn around and force you to make decisions for your franchise, for your roster, that it will not be in the benefit for the team over the long haul. It's time to say goodbye. Hey, 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 goodbye. No, 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 no. How did just do that? Uh, thinking, now I'm thinking, remember the Titans. <laughs> oh, it just doesn't make sense. $45 million for Daniel Jones. And like I said, you don't make this type of change unless you are not getting what you feel you should be getting financially from your agent in this negotiation. And, and if you look at all the parameters, and you could be a Daniel Jones lover, you could be a Daniel Jones hater, you have to look at him and say he is not worth $45 million. He's not worth $32 million. He's not worth $45. If he's not worth $32 million, he is not worth $45 million, even with inflation. It's time if this if this is truly the starting point point, and you think there's another team out there that who is willing to trade two first round picks for him, use the non-exclusive right franchise tag, have that short window, you can rescind the tag as well, and go from there because of the fact that it's not worth it. It's not worth the aggravation, it's not worth the hassle. Because if the NFL has showed us anything, there has been plenty of one-hit wonders, one season wonders who have turned around and did not have or come back. I got to turn my phone off here because it's ringing. Uh, who, who had that one big season and then never been heard from again or went back to being what they were, which is average. And when Daniel Jones' average season is his best season, that's what we need to worry about. We got a show coming up. I think it's on Thursday is the next episode. Like I said, this is kind of a, just a little bit of a special one. And again, this is Tim. This is New York Giants Straight Talk. You know what, guys? I'm out of here.